When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Appreciate you tuning in tonight at 7.06. We have the Oilers and the Blues on this station tomorrow night. Furnace Family Oilers Hockey. Edmonton's Furnace Replacement Experts. Call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. 4.30 for the face-off show. The game starts at 6. And then the Oilers right back on the road the next day, Wednesday, at Detroit. Games 2 and 3 of their five-game road trip. Eskimos eliminated yesterday. Grey Cup will feature Toronto and Calgary. Quite a game between Saskatchewan and Toronto. We'll have Jamie Nye from Regina on later this half hour. And don't forget, after the 7.30 news, Jason Moss in studio with Morley Scott. Greg is on the line. Hello, Greg. Uh, hello, Reed. Uh, I hope you're having a great evening. I am. Thank you. Okay. So I have a few uh, things I'd like to say. Okay. okay. Uh, sorry, I, I interrupted you there. Uh, okay, first thing, I don't think Jason Moss is a bad coach. Um, I didn't watch the game, but uh, hey, he made a call that people don't like, and it, hey, it doesn't really bother me. Okay. Now, about the Oilers. Um Okay, I have three things I want to say, and then I'll then I'll be done. Um, okay, first thing, I think the Oilers need a team song. Uh, music is powerful. They need a song that motivates them. Okay. Second point, um, I don't believe they believe they can win right now. That's my belief. I don't think they think they're good enough. Individually, they have some great players, but collectively, do they believe they can win? I'd have to say no. And then, and then, read. This is my final point. Um, it's, it's a personal story. Okay. So over 16 years ago, I attended Strathcona Composite High School here in the city, and I was on the cross-country team. So, you know, I was a silver medalist in the intermediate boys category in the five-kilometer uh, race at the city championships. Um, and I lost to a guy who was, well, a pretty good runner. He went, in, he went on to compete in the NCAA. Um, he got a scholarship. So he, he was a pretty good athlete. Um, I'll always remember one thing. We had a race on the same course uh, the week before the city championships. So basically the same competition, same course, trial, kind of a trial run. Um, and in that race, Reed, I, I felt that I had the ability to win that race. But the reason, Reed, and, and I, know you're, I know you're a runner as well, because um, I – sorry, sorry, I hope I'm not talking too loud. No, no, good story. I'll let you finish. Okay. Uh, I know. And by the way, yeah, I know you're a runner because you've you've mentioned that. So uh, you know, uh, good on you. I mean, I, I love running personally. But um, okay, to finish my story, um, you know, in this race, Reed, it was at Gold Bar Park um, over 16 years ago. It was in 2001. Um, 
I'll always remember there was one hill um, with about maybe 500 meters, maybe a kilometer left, something like that. And approaching the final hill, we were fairly close together, but in that moment, I just mentally accepted losing. You know, I was just, I'd never beaten this guy. I, I still never have defeated him. And it's not, you know, I'm an adult now, so I don't really worry about this, but hey, if you mentally accept something, you're not going to win. So that's my point. I hope the others win. I support them as a fan, but I know something isn't right. They have to believe collectively they can win. Greg, great call. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks a lot. That is Greg at 780-496-0063. We also have John on the line. Good evening, John. Hi, Reed. How are you? Oh, it's John. Good. What's going on? Hey, I just wanted to phone and thank you and your station for the Eskimo coverage this year. It was outstanding. And I also want to thank the Eskimo players and the coaches, the GM, administration. Uh, They overcame horrendous obstacles. It was amazing. We were even in the Western semifinal. The, the bottom line was we just couldn't stop the ground attack. And that was something Jason identified at the very beginning of the year. And we had a good ground defense until we lost all the linebacking core. And, and that you just know that if Jason Sherritt was in that game, it, it might have helped quite a bit. And it's not just the Eskimo interviews that you've done this year, Reid, two of the best, most amazing interviews you've ever done, in my opinion, was with Marcus Iannucci. That guy's brilliant, and what a story. And the two Golden Bear All-Stars from our football team here. Those were were great stories, and you, you just, you do such a wonderful job on the interviews that, uh, and there's such a wide variety that's what I also love about the show. So I just wanted people to get into a positive mode and to cheer on Ricky Ray, get that final Grey Cup for him. And I look forward to next year already, Reed. And, John, just to confirm, we are not related, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you know, Reed, I come out with the relatives that I deal with on your show. And, and I haven't even got into the closer relatives like siblings and marriage partners and all of that stuff. But I'm going to have to give Randy Ambrosi a call and I'll make sure that I use your name. John, good to hear from you, buddy. Call any time. Thanks a lot. All right, and we also have Greg on the line. Hey, Greg. Hi, Reed. How are you? Good. Uh, hey, Reed. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, an on-and-off football fan, but uh, I've watched Ace Moss for years and, you know, he does have a good uh, football knowledge. But uh, I think this is absolutely the wrong call to make. Uh, you know, probably just a huge error in judgment, or he was, uh, you know, didn't realize how much time was left. But uh, my opinion is the best thing for Jason to do would uh, would be to admit he made a mistake, and uh, you know, possibly gain some respect back from the fans and players because um, you know the average or the seasoned football fan uh, knows that, uh, you know, that's just not right for a guy to make a call like that. Well, you're going to hear what he says. Morley's got him for half an hour after the 7.30 news, Greg. I hope you tune in, okay? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All right. Appreciate you listening. Yeah, thanks, Pete. All right, that is Greg at 780-496-0063. I've been negligent here in giving you guys the scores. Calgary is leading Washington 4-1 halfway through the third period. I know all you Oilers fans are thrilled to hear that. 
Monaghan has scored again. He's up to 12 on the season. Coyotes up 2-1 on the Maple Leafs. That's in the third. And also in the third, Columbus leads Buffalo 3-1. Second period, Predators 2-1 lead on the Jets. And also in the second period, the Wild and the Devils are tied 1-1. Shots are 15-4 for Minnesota, but it's a 1-1 game. Ducks and Sharks coming up later on. Monday Night Football in Seattle. My buddy Mark is at the game. He used to work here. We worked in Lloyd together. We went to Nate together. And Atlanta leads Seattle 14-7 late in the first quarter. All right, and we have Ken on the open line as well. Ken, thanks for calling. Hey, Reed, how are you doing? Doing quite well. Good. Uh, fellow uh, Evansburgonian. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, just a couple quick comments. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate that the Eskimos lost. Uh Coaches are paid to make those decisions. He made a call, and and that is what it is. So uh, that's unfortunate. And as far as the Oilers goes, um, at the end of the day, again, coaching management, uh, the fans will always have positive and negative things to say. But uh, in the end, they're paid to do a job. And so far, uh, we've yet to see the fruits of their labor. But I think if they hang in there, we're going to be fine. Well, I th- yeah, I think I think there's a few Oilers players who probably, you know, know that they have a little bit more to give, and and I think too, I know Peter Shirelli's getting criticized a lot, but can general managers aren't hired to um, only deal with the good times, right? Th- this is where he's going to prove his metal now because the team's not doing great, and and now he's got to deal with that and decide how, if at all, he's going to tweak the roster. Last year was fun. But sometimes you hit bumps in the road, and now the leader's got to deal with it. So I, I think now we get more information on Shirelli and McClellan in terms of how they deal with this tough stretch. And they will. And I, we got to have faith in that process. Uh, at the end of the day, um, uh, I guess we'll see. Ken, good to hear from you, buddy. Take care. Say hi to Dad. I will. That is Ken, 780-496-0063. My dad was the uh, principal of the junior-senior high school, Grand Trunk in Evansburg. So (laughs) it's funny, I probably get several texts a year from people asking if uh, J.R. Wilkins is my dad. And yes, he is. So there you go. That's why people want to say hi to my dad. uh, 7.16 is the time of day. Uh, this texter says, I'd love if you asked your listeners whether this call was worse than the 2015 Seahawks Super Bowl play. I know what my listeners are going to say because my listeners are Eskimos fans and they're going to take it harder than they did the Seahawks play. Jamie Nye is going to check in from Regina when we get back. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in. Jason Moss with Morley Scott coming up after the 7.30 news. Jamie Nye is going to put a capper on the Rough Riders season in a minute, but I got 60 seconds on the open line for Randy from Whitecourt. Randy, go ahead. Hi, Reid. Uh, first-time caller. Uh, just a theory that uh, may be proven false, false, but when it was 28.32, um, Glenn Suter said, uh, well, all they have to do now is score three points to tie the game, and Chris Cuthbert corrected him on air saying well no there's actually four points i just wondered if at some point in that massive chaos of making a decision with the crosswind going into the microphones and the headsets that jason actually thought there was a six point difference and not seven and that what they had hoped to do was get it back to the 30 yard line to kick a field goal rather than have to go all the way in for a touchdown 
Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, Randy. I know there's a lot of theories going around about the the, the score and and the differential. I, I think Jason, I think Jason knew the score. I think that's just what he decided to do in the heat of that moment. Yeah, just a thought because that's what Glenn uh, Suter and uh, Chris Cuthbert had debated at that moment in time. That Glenn had thought there was three points difference. Yeah. And so I just was going through my head saying maybe in all the chaos, maybe the scoreboard in that bowl area and the wind. They actually thought for a moment that it was six points difference. Randy, thanks for calling. Thanks. All right. And also, Jamie Nye, CJME Radio in Regina, host of the Green Zone. They talk a lot of Saskatchewan Rough Riders football on that show. Like I've been having some Eskimos calls today, Jamie. Did anybody call in about the Riders today on your show? or <laughs> Just just a bit. Uh, they're not. They're not uh, lambasting the coach. I, I don't. Are they lambasting the coach in Edmonton? Uh, people are, are a lot calmer today. Uh, I, still, most people don't like the decision Jason made. But I've actually had a couple people call in and say that 24 hours ago they wanted Jason gone, and now they've calmed down and said he did a good job through the injuries. Don't like the call, but let's bring him back. Well, how yeah, about, the, what about your coach? Your coach well, did a good job, but I don't think your GM did a good job at quarterback. Well, that's uh, that's now already the discussion in, in Saskatchewan is uh, maybe move to Brandon Bridge. Some don't think Brandon Bridge is good enough. Time to get James Franklin from the Edmonton Eskimos to come down and be the next franchise quarterback of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, which has been talked about a lot the, uh, the, well, the last two off-seasons, really, is Chris Jones... Uh, brought in uh, James Franklin and uh, maybe trying to pull him to Saskatchewan. So it's uh, no surprise that, you know, uh, somebody in Saskatchewan would try to get someone from the Eskimos uh, franchise to help better the uh, better things. But uh, it's but more of the heat has been on the officials. And early in that game, Kevin Glenn threw a pick six interception for a touchdown and Chris Jones challenged for roughing the passer. And it's a call he thought he's seen called. Uh, uh, before Kevin Glenn thought it's something he's seen other quarterbacks get the call there, but they reviewed it and decided that it wasn't a hit to the neck or head area on Kevin Glenn on the clothesline from Victor Butler. So uh, there's a, there's a lot more heat on the CFL and the officials, I think, than it is the team especially when it comes to the loss in Toronto. I, I actually, and, and most Eskimos fans are going to agree with me because we just want things to go against Saskatchewan most of the time. I actually thought that that was roughing the passer because I looked up the rule. I know you're busy during games, but I actually tweeted out a screenshot of the rule and it says unnecessary contact. And Butler was going well by Glenn and then reached out after he knew the ball was gone. And it wasn't like a hard hit, but I do think it was the definition of unnecessary, and I thought it was the neck. I know some people said, well, collarbone, but I mean, let's that's centimeters apart, right? But that that aside, uh, there, was, there was a lot of opportunity for the Riders to get back in that game earlier, and there was also a lot of opportunities for Toronto to put it away. And for instead, it was just a lot of back and forth in the third quarter with no, with no scoring. Well, one of the, the, the big things, well, there's two big things in that football game, and Chris Jones made it clear today, as much as he didn't like the call on the coach's challenge, he said he, he made a statement right after that saying, but let's be clear, that is not why we lost the game. Like you said, they had plenty of opportunities in that game uh, to win it, and of course, a lot of mistakes in that game that, that helped it go the other way for the Toronto Argonauts uh, to be successful in the East Final, and 
And one of those I, I thought was putting Glenn back in the game. And I know, okay, you take him out because of the pressure and he doesn't seem, seem like he's seeing it well. Then you go with Bridge, and then you put Glenn back in, and he throws another interception that that helped the Toronto Argonauts take a 17-3 to lead into the halftime. And would those points have made a difference? Absolutely. And that, it was that yo-yo of quarterbacks all season, in the back half of the season anyways, that a lot of fans said, should they just put Bridge in off the start? No, this is working. And uh, that's not, that's not going to work. Clearly it's not going to work uh, when, it, when push comes to cr- uh, shove and you're going crunch time against Ricky Ray or Bo Levi Mitchell or Mike Riley in the playoffs, you're not going to win going yo-yo between Kevin Glenn and Brandon Bridge. Well, like uh, I think Morley Scott has used this phrase, but several football people have, if you have a two-quarterback system, means you don't have a quarterback. Uh, that's the high, We'll, we'll well, debate that. True. Okay, yeah, and quickly. That's why, and that's why the Saskatchewan Rough Riders want James Franklin. They think he could be the future. Well, somebody texted in, hey, Reed, ask Jamie if he thinks Chris Jones will go after James Franklin. So there's a flat-out yes there, eh? No, I would think so. There was rumblings last to. year he tried to trade for him three times, so right. now that he's a free agent. I think he even uh, offered him back. He, I think he even offered you back to us for James Franklin. <laughs> oh, he would have. Uh, there's a lot of people that want to get give, give me back to Edmonton, uh, Jamie, in Saskatchewan. I, I got to run. Uh, we should talk uh, maybe next week after the Grey Cup, or just find a reason to, to have you on the show again. Okay, buddy. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure the riders will make more than enough news to get me. Back. <laughs> <laughs> they usually do. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah. Jamie and I, formerly of 6:30, Chad, now host of the Green Zone CJME Radio in Regina. Okay, Oilers tomorrow. McDavid didn't practice today, still sick, but should be good to go tomorrow. Your Oilers update for Nisku Ford. Every model on sale every day, Nisku Ford above expectations. Thanks to everybody who called in tonight. Really appreciate the discussion. Jason Moss is coming up next with Morley Scott. Thanks to Blake Dermott for coming on as well. Dave Campbell's the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, the studio producer this evening. My name is Reed Wilkins. This has been Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio, 630 Chet. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.